Welcome to What's Good Under the Hood. Here we go. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of What's Good Under the Hood. Fox Sports Radio 1400. Awesome personality. Rob Sanders. Check him out every afternoon, 3 to 4 p.m. And of course, the owner of Mazda of Columbia, they have a brand new building coming online soon. They just planted trees. As a matter of fact, the late sod, Greg Hood, owner of Mazda of Columbia. Check me out every day at three o'clock too. Where? I don't hear. Just that out there. <laughs> I want to get checked out myself. Check it out. Damn it. Now I'm competing with Greg for audience. This oh, sucks. Yeah, you're going to lose that game, buddy. I'm losing that one quick. Ah, that sucks. How's that coffee over there? Man, you do nice work. Yes, our French vanilla. Andy Great. is our show barista. I am. He did good. I, I have to do something so productive. That's my second cup. I don't even do a second cup. But and, and the donut here earlier. You, here you go. We had we had donuts in the kitchen from yesterday. So Greg, Greg's drinking his second cup of coffee. He's going to go back to the office and just be spinning. They're going to yeah. be like, what? Remember What's the, going on? Remember the old football game that was metal and you turned the thing and it made it, you adjusted it vibrated. the spikes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got the little foam football and he's going in a circle. Yeah. Greg, I knew the hockey game. Greg was, gonna, a, it was a hockey game. Greg's going to go back and sell eight cars before the day's out, and they're going to be like, what happened? He goes, that's that second cup of coffee. It only took me a minute. Yep. All right, so, Greg, I noticed something uh, this past week, and I, I wanted to share. I'm just going to read you the headline because it it makes my head hurt to, to have to read any more of this. The headline, Andy, strap in. Right. GM asks suppliers to sign carbon neutrality pledge the pledge also calls for social and governance commitments such as human rights protections and fair operating practices. Okay, make cars and shut the hell up every uh, on everything else. I, first of all, thank w- you. Yeah, that's good too. But w- who gets to determine what these fair operating practices are? Well, but you, the one thing you said is is that it, they are signing a pledge. I didn't. <laughs> I don't. I didn't see that it had any real teeth in it. Right. But but that being said, so it's a PR move in theory. Of course it is. It's woke. I mean, everything is. But, you know, they're, they are, I am getting, I'm not going to be political. I'm just going to be very opinionated. Sure. If they keep this crap up, GM's going to be out of business in 10 years. And and they're, they're hell-bent on being 100% electric um, by 2035, it said, or 30. Yeah, so, well. 30, 30, I think it was. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, by the, I swear to you, by the time it gets to that time, I, I think hydrogen's going to be the way it's going um, because they've got, they can't even make the batteries now. We've got so many struggles. And one of the favorite places to get the stuff to make the batteries is Ukraine. Go figure. But the point is, is that when you get into the business of dictating to everybody else what they're supposed to, sure, I don't want to buy something where they have slave labor. I get all that. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to contribute to any of that kind of stuff. And I don't think that, um, I just don't see the benefits in companies, big old companies making these kinds of decisions. They need to be in the car business, not in the uh, I'm going to save the world business. Because they're kind of in conflict with in, to their theories because they make internal combustion. I realize they're going to electric, but something has to generate that electric power, and they're not carbon neutral. Now, Bosch says they've been carbon neutral for a couple of years. Um, there's a couple other supplier companies that are working toward that goal and good for them. That's fine. But the point is, is that, you know, there, there's some kind of guilt in that is all I can figure. I I just, when I see that though, and you mentioned there, okay, look, there's no teeth to it then, but why put this out there? I mean, literally it's, 
it's it's frustrating when you read that and you're and and I guess the the one the one piece that bothers me is um the line of what is what is fair who gets to determine what's fair is it just the the GM of GM or who I mean because what I think is fair may be different than what you think is fair and nothing is fair life is not intended to be fair <laughs> fair enough Andy thank you wow <laughs> thank you that was a fairly good response I'm put in my yeah. quarter worth of thought wow. Now I just think it's all silly. I couldn't imagine running a company with that being on the front of my brain. You know, their job is to make money. Their job is to make great vehicles. And if that falls into the electrification category, good. They're doing what they're supposed to do. But unless it has teeth in it, and then if it has teeth in it, there's a different issue. But they have that choice to buy products from who they want to. They don't have to uh, to tell them how it's supposed to, or uh, to have a company tell them how it's supposed to be, they can make those choices for themselves. But yeah, I think probably most of it is publicity related. Well, then we have the second thing that I kind of wanted to talk about today. And uh, I'm going to read you the headline once again. Toyota faces renewed criticism after resuming donations uh, to some Biden uh, election objectors the Lincoln Project said the recent donations include five House lawmakers who voted to block Biden's certification. And it's not the thing that gets me with that is not it's not about President Biden. It's just about you're telling someone who they can and cannot support. That's the most un-American thing I've ever heard of in my existence. It's the, it's the most unbusiness thing. Business so needs Toyota, to do business. Toyota has an employee pack, a political action committee, and they donate a lot of money. And, but they donate to 85% Democrat. Um, And that's by their choice. But what I saw um, in, in that, or what my real issue with the whole thing is, why can't anybody have a dissenting opinion on anything anymore without being attacked for it? So you're going to pick on Toyota. They, they donated to all these people that in that one area was 85% under this, the way they broke it out. Um, But under that one area, because they picked out five people, that they thought were would do good things for their business, regardless of whether they thought or didn't think or, you know, I mean, I just don't even understand why that's a sin uh, from the left to be able to dictate to a company of what they're supposed to do. They think they can, that's one more area of control. So if they exert that pressure on Toyota to peel back and go, oh, no, we're not doing that, um, or Ford or GM or whoever, if they put that pressure on them, then that money doesn't flow to those people that they don't like. They're trying to squeeze every politician from every angle they possibly could or can if they don't agree with them. It's, But I think if you follow a lot of it, you can see where Toyota gives money to Democrats. They give money to Republicans. They give money to everyone. They do give money to people they think are in their best interest for their business, period. And you know what? They're in business. I mean – the way our system works, like it or not, there's money flowing all over the place for politics. There's There are lobbyists, and I guarantee you Toyota has those too. That's an enormous company, um, and they're a worldwide company, and that what happens here impacts them in Japan. What happens here impacts them in Europe. So all those things going together, they're going to throw some dough after it. I have no problem with it. What I have a problem with is everybody telling everybody where they're supposed to put their money, and if it doesn't suit you, it's not good enough. So once again, I'm going to go back to more. The problem with that is journalism, not so much what Toyota did. I'm, I'll be straight up and tell you, I'm not a Democrat. All right. But I'm not mad because they gave money 
more to more Democrats. I don't care. That's their choice. That's their money. It's who I give my money to is my business. And so once again, they're going out and the Lincoln project goes out and they trying to trip over these landmines that are going to stain a company somehow. So they're going to grovel and back down and do the Disney thing, whatever it happens to be. So it's sickening. It's, it's, it's a frustrating way to look at it though, because as you said, I mean, you can take and twist and turn anything where you give any kind of donation uh, to any candidate and, and, and spin it to where your business just looks terrible. In sure. Yeah. And it's, it's an absolute mess. So if you went back in my life and, you know, if you looked at who I gave money to politically um, and you can pull that up, I mean, it's, it's on the internet. You can find who, what everybody has donated to, but so am I supposed to, if I gave money uh, 20 years ago to a Republican, does that make me a bad guy? That's what they're trying to make all this stuff out to be. Anytime you had any affiliation with anything, uh, you're a bad human being. And it's just absolutely insanity. Should we get to a point where maybe there should be something where businesses can't uh, can't donate to two parties? Man, they're it's kind of opening it no, up. But. No, you, you, well, yes and no. You'll never get there. Right. They have figured out. I was watching something the other day, um, and they have figured out how to circumvent all the rules of money through political action committees, um, through and and have blind donations into these packs through these other organizations, I can't remember all the names of them, but there's money that flows from them into those that in, ends up legally into a political action committee, but there is zero disclosure of who gave that money. So using George Soros as an example, he funds an awful lot of stuff. If he's putting his money in, he can do it blindly into those. And I, you know, the Republican side, it used to be the Koch brothers. Um, they they have methods, but every they're so good at figuring out the angle that, you know, you can you can say we'll stop this. They'll just start something else. The money will still flow. There's still influence, and there's corruption everywhere. Really bad here. Really bad in Russia. Really bad in Ukraine. You, it's 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 very very sad. I I just wish there was a better way to fix it, but it's it's at a point now where, I mean, there there really isn't. And my daughter was talking to me the other day about that stuff, and she she just thinks that everything is beyond corrupt. And she goes, "You don't really know who to listen to because they'll tell you." Uh, you know, don't go to Disney World because of this, or don't don't do that. It's just just I, a mess. I don't think it's any more corrupt. I think that we've just got twenty four hour news cycles that expose it and 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 blow it up. I think we just know more now than we used to. I was talking to my folks the other night. And I said the world is crazy. My dad said it's always been crazy. We just see it more oh, than he, we used he to. He is right. It, it has always been crazy. You can go back to riots that we had in the sixties and all the crazy stuff that became came before that. There was a lot of it, but I think now because the economics of the world have changed, you know, what once were third world countries are now first world countries. I think you've got a um, exchange of money and power that's going on a worldwide basis. There's a totally different kind of corruption. It's just something that is flowing at a, and there's a lot more creativity to it. When you've yeah. got all these different arms being able to help you hide things, um, they can be pretty creative and you're going to see some stuff popping up here in the news there pretty soon because there's some other stuff going haywire. So, and it's you know something we don't, I do. Do you really? Yeah. Andy Woods is taking millions under the table. <laughs> of course he is. I would, I would be dressing better if I did. Yeah. Well, and you're wearing a nice shirt today, by the way. Well, I figure it was Monday or Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Andy wears $50 t-shirts. Don't let him fool you. He's a big shot. 
Yeah, no. What is that? The USA logo on the front of that one? No, this is the uh, other side. The other side. It's like don't pinch your nipples. No, nipples are down here. But I don't know what brand it is. But it comes from Amazon. It's cheap. It's beautiful. But I wore yellow today to try to brighten the mood a little bit. I thought it was Monday. Okay. Fair enough. So, so you don't know what day it is. It's, okay. I have no idea. That's wonderful. I do have a question. You brought up something earlier in the podcast, and and maybe we've talked about it before. Hydrogen yeah. vehicles. Yeah. Is that is that going to be something that the uh, that the people who want to save the planet from climate change are going to agree with? Is it clean? Hydrogen? Yeah. Zero emissions. I didn't know that existed. It's Where the water. hell have I been? It's water. Basically. Yeah, but when you it's to, a gas, but to pitch the other side of it, they're going to tell you. the out the tailpipe, it's water. They're, they're going to tell you, uh, what, what, what is the, what was the big blimp that fell down? That's what they're going to yell at you. Oh, the humanity. Yeah, type oh, thing. You're running the around Hindenburg. with a bomb. Yeah, the Hindenburg. Yeah. You're riding around with a bomb. Congratulations. You still are. You're still riding around with a bomb. Look at a Pinto. I mean, the gas yeah, tank. Or the pickup of the old ones. Yeah. We even know that. We talked about that one time. With the gas tank right behind the seat. Yeah. 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 I, I was looking at old Ford pickup online the other day, and they took a picture with the seat was flipped forward. And I saw the gas tank, and I went, ooh, man, that makes you shudder. It does. <laughs> Whoever thought of that? Yeah, what engineer was like, hey, let's, a, let's take the well, gas a great tank. Place to let's put, put it. it three inches behind the, the driver and passenger. Yeah, yeah but, you know, we've been. No but, smoking in this vehicle ever. We've been driving around with all that kind of stuff for a long time. There, You know, there's a lot of technology still needs to go into it, and also the distribution of it. But if I recall, everything that comes out of the exhaust pipe is just water when it's all done. Yeah. And that- then if that, if it's really about zero emissions, then why are we not as a society trying to go to that instead or, of the electrical? Or natural gas. Natural gas yeah. is pretty clean burning. It's, it's very clean. It's not as um, it's not as power efficient. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the octane of it is not as high, and so you're not going to get as much performance out of natural gas. But it is cleaner. But, you know, if you look at the emissions that are coming out of a tailpipe now, I mean, they're next to nothing. I mean, I remember, and I know I mentioned this in a podcast, golfing when I was down in Southern California years ago, where the smog was so heavy, you hit your golf ball, you wouldn't see where it landed. And you, it's like you were in a swimming pool, uh, you know, that chlorine where you can't hardly breathe when you get out right. of it, that the air was so bad. So it is so much cleaner and so much better than it used to be. used to see on the streets when you're driving along after first rain, um, the street would foam up. That, yeah. was, that was diesel. What's that? Diesel? Yeah, that was diesel. So with DEF and with the reburns and the catalytic converters and all the stuff that goes into vehicles now that's really, really cleaned them up, it's made a huge difference. So in all this stuff that I say and talk about, I am not at all against keeping the environment good. We are coming up with some pretty good solutions. I just feel like, though, when everybody's rushing towards something and there's a bunch of other garbage on the other side of it, like producing electricity and having enough of it when it reaches a mainstream level or not being able to um, find the materials properly to make the batteries, you know, to create another issue. There's just, I just don't think a lot of it is well thought out. I think when they get a hold of something, they just keep driving it because somebody is getting money. Mm. That's just my take. I mean, I'm, it's speculation. I can't pin down what it is. That's pretty much the case with everything. Everything is being done for a profit. Everything's got money attached to it. So you're, I would, I would assume that you're correct in that. Yeah. Because everything's got a profit motive. All right. We have to say something positive before we get in the podcast. I mean, because I, I can't go. I'm positive with... that we're negative. <clears throat> no, am I negative? I'm not trying to be negative. I negative. just, I'm frustrated by it all. I think, I think it's, uh, 
there's a better way to serve it up. Summer's going to be here before long. Grilling season. Do you, do you grill out very much? I'm trying to think of happy thoughts. Only, Food makes me happy. Only in grilling season. So. Only in the only <laughs> grilling season. Yeah, I don't. Uh, any other time, I don't grill. Well, but you you are opening a brand new dealership, and that's good. That's positive. So I'm in the market for a grill, truthfully. And I thought I had one the other day. It was on Craigslist. For the dealership? A, yeah, I want to yeah. have. I my brother outdid me. He uh, he showed a picture on Facebook, or I think his boss posted, if I'm not mistaken. And they have where he works. They have the most badass grill you've ever seen it's painted with their logo on the side and all that it's actually belongs to the future ford yeah tom is the general manager at future chevrolet so he was borrowing it so he had the ford logo on the chevy lot but it was pretty nice so i have to one-up that but you know my guys grill every weekend so our our sales staff they're always eating something that they're making so i said you know what i'm going to make an investment in a in a really cool uh, barbecue and i saw one online I want to have a I want to have one where it has the barbecue. I don't want a smoker, and then I want a hot top, you know, yeah. a grill, a griddle uh, on it as well. So there's lots of different things you can cook on that. And there was one I found. It was all chrome diamond plate. It was beautiful. And but the forty thousand dollars. No, it wasn't bad. It was I don't know. It was three grand or something. Thirty six hundred. And I offered her three grand if she had the paperwork on the trailer. It was said it was brand new. Well, she didn't have the mso certificate of origin on the trailer well my husband got it as a prize and blah i'm like okay i'm out i'm not doing that i'm not dragging a stolen <laughs> no. freaking barbecue to positive columbia eat up folks before i go to jail <laughs> for receiving off. stolen property hope you enjoy that hot dog yeah. i'll enjoy a few so you Greg's out there making cheeseburgers on a hot grill literally hot <laughs> yeah hell you don't even have to turn it on it's so hot so I opted to uh, to not do that. But uh, anyway, I'm looking for one. I kind of, uh, my guys are doing a great job, and I want to uh, reward them for that, and they're excited about it, so I just haven't found one. And I think a big grill out for opening day of the brand-new dealership of Mazda of Columbia would be appropriate. Will you do the cooking? Yes, sir. You will? Uh-huh. All right, that's commitment. Yeah. You're I'll sit there and flip burgers all damn day. I all right, here. Then I'll have you. I'm good there. with that. Just so you supply some beverages. Rob is, Rob is coming to eat. I'm yeah. gonna come down there and watch Andy cook because I don't think Andy can cook. Oh so. yeah, dude, I'm a grill master. You don't think you can? I'm he a master cook. of the grill. He can't cook. Okay. I am never <laughs> functioning. But we should have a ke- we should have a kegger that day. <laughs> no, no kegger. No kegger. But no booze. Did, and I think Andy can go out there and make us something. Uh, he he might surprise us. I mean, you can't really screw up a hot dog too bad. Well, I can't. Yeah, I could if I tried. Well, we'll tell you to roll them. Yeah. Do we know a grand opening date? The New I Boston don't. Columbia. No. I think. I think June first. I am still uh, frustratingly waiting for uh, my high speed doors that are on the front of the service department, which were supposed to ship on May third, and then the day before yesterday, I think, or yeah, Friday, told us it would be now May tenth when they ship them. And I hope that doesn't go much further because that's really what we're. How fast we, are they? How fast? You said high speed doors. Yeah. So when a customer drives up, they hit the little doodad and then the door goes up real quick. They drive in and it goes down real quick. So it's left open a minimal amount. So, of time. so we need to get the doodad is the problem. Got to have the doodad or the chains or whatever. Got to have all of it. Well, we, we need the door. Oh, the dog! Oh, you need the actual door. I yeah. the doodads are not the only things. The door, at, the door, and the doodads are kind of all in one. <laughs> but they're uh, we don't have the doodads. You know where you get doodads from, right? <laughs> where you get doodads. Doodads no. are us, <laughs> of course. Now I did do this yesterday. I went in there and uh, because I'm slightly addicted to my audiophile addiction, 
Sure. I went in and uh, made all the plans and everything for where the audio system's going in there, and it's going to be very, very nice. It'll sound really good. I hate going into a place and hearing tinny music. It's just on a three-cent speaker hanging up in the ceiling. It just sounds so grating. Or no music at all. Yeah, it's just quiet. That's like death. You know, I hear footsteps and everybody sort of, you know. I'll have, there's going to be music in the parking lot. There's going to be music in the service department. One of the reasons I put music in the service department, because one of the guys who's installing it asked me, he said, what are you doing that for? I said, well, because we have that huge opening between the shop and the service drive where customers come in. I can imagine just having my really nice music in the service drive and then some rap music rolling <laughs> from the shop. You know, my detailer or whoever uh, listening to uh, some wild station, some awful competitive station, uh, whatever on the radio that's inappropriate with bad language because I've, I've heard it all. Yeah. And so I, I really would like to control that aspect. I don't think there so. At Mazda of Columbia. Rob Sanders of Fox Sports Radio 1400. Greg Hood of What's Good Under the Hood, owner of Mazda of Columbia. My name is Andy. Thanks for watching and listening please like subscribe and share the show and hit the notification notifications it's what's good under the hood at mazdaofcolumbia.com there you go